are you? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Welcome to the 34th episode of News Dump, the second 34th episode in a row, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined as always by uh, near-miss candidate for Chronicle Person of the Year, Eric Schwartz. It's this close. And the birthday boy, the one, the only, Jared Nightcrawler, Wenzelberger. Nightcrawler, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I see you are celebrating what happened in the big game. Can we can we officially call it? Uh, do we have do we have licensing rights? To no, we don't. We don't. You got to call it the big game. I'll call uh, it the big game. The super meeting of the NFL teams that uh, in yeah. a round food receptacle mm-hmm. shaped. Jared, uh, obviously a big uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. He's wearing a headdress and has face paint on. Um, it's I, it's I, a little weird, a little over, but you know, I know you like the team. Not wearing quite. Uh, I am wearing a Kansas City Chiefs hat, a uh, Super Bowl hat. So you stole Ronald McDonald's pants. <laughs> yeah, look at those pants. Good lord. Uh, wow. And boys, can we talk about that game? Oh man, what a game that was! I I can't believe it. Uh, it's just, I mean, just Brady, phenomenal stuff. Are you, you kidding me? Uh, Mahomes Travis was Kelsey, amazing. Wow, <laughs> it was uh, it was something something to watch. And yeah, after Mahomes, what Antonio Brown did, I would be surprised <laughs> if we see him on an NFL field again next. Oh, year. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big question. <laughs> just mark. appalling stuff. Lots and to those, talk about. Those gaffes from the announcers booth. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into the final results. Commercials later. were good though, guys. The commercials were good. Pretty good. How about that one for the beer? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it it was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And also, you know, I really want to go buy some car insurance. Now I don't know about you the guys. game has not been played <laughs> clearly. Oh. <laughs> the jigs up. Uh, all right, it is Sunday, February seventh, and uh, yes, my notes just say congratulations to the Super Bowl champion team, and we really mean that. We yeah, really do. We do. Best of luck to them. Uh, I know they've been waiting to hear it from us, so we just wanted to be first, mm-hmm. first to market with that. Congratulations. Uh, like we mentioned, Nightcrawler is here on this superest of Sundays. We've also got an interview with Chronicle Sports Editor Eric Trent coming up in a few minutes to talk about uh, the return of local sports. But first today, we're going to start off with People of the Year. Yeah, we had, uh, it's still out on newsstands now, but it's in Saturday's edition. Did a little different this year. We had uh, two People of the Year, so a uh, Person of the Year. Normally, we just select one, and that's it for the for the whole honor. This year, we went with two. We went with uh, Glenda Forga, Executive Director of Lewis County Seniors. Um, and then we went uh, as well with the uh, late Washington State Patrol Trooper, Justin Schaefer. Um, so it was a nice way to honor one living person and one uh, one award posthumously um, and uh, enjoyed that. But beyond that, too, we had a whole section of uh, about a dozen um, local people who had been nominated. Um, and there was far more people nominated than actually made it into the section. So it's mm-hmm. a point of consternation for some. And I totally get it. There's a, a lot of others that uh, would deserve to be in there. But this was kind of our shot at getting people from all around the county um, different jobs, and so I'd encourage you to pick that up while it's still there through probably Tuesday morning. Uh, great. Any any highlights? Do you want to read out anybody? Yeah, I'll read out some of the names that uh, made it in here. We had Dr. Kevin Caserta from uh, Providence. We had Todd Chappett, who has a lot of roles, and I probably uh, missed one or two, but he's the project manager for the United Learning Center. 
Um, he's on the Chambers Executive Board and also the, the PFD. Uh, we got Dr. Richard Stride of Cascade, Julie Taylor of Arbor Health Morton Hospital, uh, Bob Lund from Lund Trucking, mm-hmm. uh, Holly Abarno, Centralia Middle School teacher. So those are a few. J.P. Anderson, Director of Lewis County Public Health, Dr. Lisa Grant, a Superintendent in Centralia, um, and Faye Turnin. We're, we're getting to the end here, Aaron, I okay. promise. All Faye right. Turnin, Retired Executive Director of Lewis County Gospel Mission, Dr. Rob McElhaney from Mary's Corner Clinic, um, Robert Pell, I-5 Cars, Holly Phelps, uh, downtown business owner, and then Lauren Day of the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, lastly, I'm going to mispronounce her name. Uh, how about you take a stab at that, Nightcrawler? It's Rhonda... Kralzik. Good. Yeah, Rhonda <laughs> Kralzik of uh, Pastor's Pantry in Morton. So Great great team up there, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We yeah. did it. Nice job, Crawler. All right, so <laughs> congratulations to all of the people of the year. Uh, once again, disappointed not to be on that list. Uh, oh, you were in the running. I, we, I, we, I really we consider gave you a good myself look. The, the godfather of podcasting in Lewis County, and <laughs> once again, I am shunned by the media. Um, <laughs> sad to see it, but no, congratulations to everybody. Uh mentioned in that section and great work by all yeah yeah we thought with uh, two, two, 2020 being especially rough we would uh, share the love so to speak and uh, based on the reactions we've gotten from readers so far i think it might be something we continue to do in the future and gives us an opportunity to um, recognize more than one person at the end of every year so. and now settle a long rumor for me you can buy your way in to you can, people of the year <laughs> you cannot buy your way in now, that i'm on. aware of um i've never been um propositioned for such a such a transaction so mm-hmm. who knows um aaron you can put that cash back away and <laughs> stop waving that in my seven face seven dollars here <laughs> maybe maybe next year all right uh first uh well second news item uh the centralia encampment eviction has been delayed as the county considers purchasing the property uh the lewis county commissioners are debating acquiring the parcel at the end of eckerson road in centralia which is mostly a longtime homeless encampment uh right now the Washington State Department of Transportation originally gave local officials until the start of this month, February, to weigh options, but the county expressed interest in at least hearing a price, so it's been kicked down the road to April 1st. Uh, I left a note in here. I hope the auction isn't April 1st. It's just a bad day to make big financial decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can avoid that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Claudia Yaw, who is normally our co-host here and who's actually also celebrating a birthday today because she's Claudia the exact Nightcrawler same twins. age as Jared. We think they might have been separated at birth, but we're not sure. Um, <laughs> she would be able to speak to this with a yeah, lot maybe. more uh, <laughs> information. But, it, I mean, reading it, it kind of sounds like the county's just kind of tapping the brakes a little bit. Kicking uh, the tires. Sean Swope's quote, uh, well, we said, yes, we're interested. That was just to make sure they don't go and short sell it to someone, Swope said. Um, so it, it seems like less of a, we're going to go fetch the money so we can buy this and more of we're going to investigate and see. Do some due diligence. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, and we had mugshots of... Sean Swope and DOT's Bart Gernhard. <laughs> I, I inadvertently used a very old mugshot. I believe I, it was 2005 I for Bart Gernhardt. I him Gernhard. to look up a newer one and it disagreed with this take I'm about to make, but in the pictures that ran in the paper, Gernhardt looks like a slightly older version of Swope if Swope moved to <laughs> a bottle leather jacket and joined like a Pearl Jam cover band. Yeah. He's got big time energy like that, but he is a little a little grayer now, it appears. Yeah, for uh, you know, if you're listening, you like these insights, what happened was uh, 
I broke a rule that a longtime sports editor told me once, which never put something on the page. You're not okay with it running. So don't put a joke headline on the page or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I was uh, laying that particular page out. And so I threw the mugshot we had on file, which was quite old. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to go find a new one and crop it out. Ended up not <laughs> not replacing it. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Bart. Yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, Commissioner Lindsay Pollock, new Commissioner Lindsay Pollock, her and Swoper are two new members. We will get to the third shortly. Uh, Commissioner Lindsay Pollock raised the important question of what value the property would add to the county, and I think that's a good issue to discuss. Would it benefit the county as a whole to buy the property, and what would they do with it? DOT seems to think it's mostly just kind of a like water retention area, like mm-hmm. an overflow area. Uh, you know, uh, sort of like a like there's not much you can do with it. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree as well. And uh, I haven't been in there before. Jared has. He's taken photos in there as well. Jared, what's it like? Yeah, what's it like in there? Um, there's a lot of structures inside. Um, they said that there's, there's a lot of local longtime residents that have been in that encampment. And I think their main concern is just getting people out of there safely and giving them a little bit of time to do so. Mm-hmm. Good report. Hey, Crawler, you're doing a great job of speaking Ast- into the mic. Astute. Astute. Yeah, great observation, <laughs> very, buddy. Very well done. And if uh, and if you're wondering, Eckerson Road, uh, I think the easier way to describe this to people, because you can only really see it from Reynolds Road, if you're, uh, especially if you're heading um, up towards Pearl, you mm-hmm. look off to your right by the train tracks there, and you'll see the structures and the tarps. It's at uh, and, Blakesley Junction there, yeah. I mean, it's established. I mean, they've got fences up. They've got a working bathroom in there, I believe. Not a working plumbing-wise, but they, they've got a place to use the restroom mm-hmm. that, they, that they routinely have pumped, I believe, uh, hopefully. Oh. Um, and, yeah, I mean, nobody likes to see anyone live like that. But uh, hopefully, if uh, nothing else, it'll give them a little extra time to find a new place to go. All right. Uh, next item, Toledo anti-airporters give Stamper the business. Um, there <laughs> That's was, not there the was, headline I remember. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was two stories about this this week, and I read through the first one before and had it on the, on the list before I got to the second one, in which uh, the Citizens for Responsible Aviation in Toledo uh, had a chaotic meeting on Wednesday night where Gary Stamper, uh, Lewis County Commissioner, the, is he the elder statesman of the commission now? Oh, yeah, The definitely. senior commissioner? Yeah, he's senior commissioner. Uh, fielded a barrage of questions and criticisms as residents pressured the commissioner to denounce Big Airport. <laughs> uh, Stamper stuck to his messaging through that, uh, that the small airport has no chance of being picked as a, how are we describing it, as a, just a, a big alternative to between SeaTac and Portland? Yeah, they're calling it a SeaTac, too, and by they, I mean the state. The legislature set up a commission to kind of explore, as the government bureaucracy does. You don't mm-hmm. just say, hey, we're going to put it right there. Yeah. Um, and they've identified six um, existing airports that could potentially be the location of this massive new way off in the next 20, 30 years airport. Um, which is not to say they couldn't select a different place that isn't on the list that is just not currently an airport. Mm-hmm. So I don't. That's the thing. I don't know why they zero in on existing airports because if you're building out that large, it doesn't matter. It's not like the infrastructure yeah, yeah. that's already there is going to help you a whole lot. Well, and to, to put this into perspective, uh, they were discussing size and how much size you would need, and it looked like they were talking between four and five thousand acres for this. Toledo has 95 acres currently, so they would essentially have to buy up, you know. And there's a, a lot of surrounding homes chunk. in agricultural land, I believe. Yeah, and, you know, it, when you put it in that perspective, like the people that are concerned about it would 
essentially have to be bought out in order for this to go through, which is a big, long process, probably eminent domain involved or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert in how these things work, but I don't think it's a thing that's going to happen tomorrow. No, but uh, I completely understand the residents wanting to get out in front of it, and if there's a way to get themselves off the list, uh, they'd like to do it. We saw South Thurston County um, was on the list at one point, and the Thurston County uh, Board of Commissioners took some action. I'm not exactly sure how that worked, um, but got themselves removed from consideration. Um, So I think the Toledo folks just would like the same thing. And I hate to revisit history, but the last time <laughs> the last time there was a meeting of this citizen group, the county commissioners could not be bothered to attend. I don't think I Stamper was one of them, uh, but uh, they did attend a meeting in Toledo that night. It just happened to be the Lauren Culp Freedom Rally that was on the other side of Toledo. Yeah, so props for the CRAT crew for getting a commissioner at their meeting. Uh, my favorite tidbit was the closing bit from the story in which one resident, Michael Messmore, voiced support for for controlled expansion of the airport, saying it would make it easier for family members to visit. His approach was met with booze. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that as well. That was a, that was another Claudia story in her last line. He was quickly drowned out by dissenting voices. Yeah, get the hell out of here, Miss Moore. <laughs> uh, so yeah, funny. I did not expect airport to show up on the list of things angry crowds were calling for politicians to denounce in the year 2021. But here we are. Yeah. And then I would also want to note, uh, Cron Air was dispatched for this story. Oh, um, it was, it was. We threw the drone up and got a quick photo of the Toledo airport. Yeah, you've been uh, doing a great thing with that. I mean, you're gonna. I think we need to give him a, a title of some sort, like Colonel Nightcrawler, or uh, yeah, <laughs> I Captain was Nightcrawler. When you're driving to a story, do you put the drone in the car or does it fly alongside you? <laughs> <laughs> D- depends on uh, how much battery I got for the day. <laughs> I'm waiting you, for crawler. Can you operate the drone in a car simultaneously? Uh, it actually runs off of my phone, so technically it could be possible, but Not I advisable. haven't attempted it. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to get a, a like quality enough drone to where he's just back here and he's in a very dim room with a giant screen and a joystick, <laughs> and that's how he does all of his assignments. <laughs> he's, uh, all those times crawler has been stuck at the train can now be avoided because the drone will go on without him. <laughs> Nice work, though, Carla. I like that photo, and I can promise you this photo will be used for many, many years. It's a file photo. All right. And uh, the last news item on our list, old houses matter. Vader woman thinks town's past could be the key to the town's future. This is Judy Costello in Vader, who is restoring a very nice, very old house. And she is hoping to create a movement around Vader's historic places through an initiative she started earlier this year called Vader Old Houses Matter. In January, she sold T-shirts, booked, and baked goods to help raise money for a needed fix to Rose Hill House, which I think is where she lives. She said she was excited to learn so many Vader residents care as much as she does about the town's history. And, yeah, I like this. I would like to see this everywhere. Fix up your old houses. Don't build new ones. Yeah, I like it, too. Uh, Karina Stanton did this story. The only complaint I got... Um, was from an individual who did not like what they called the co-opting of uh, old homes matter because <laughs> they thought it was uh, minimizing the Black Lives Matter movement. Has there been um, a counter all houses matter <laughs> movement yet? But, I mean, it couldn't be. Uh, I, I'm sure it was not the woman's uh, intent, Mrs. Costello, um, to, to to do that. And I agree. I think it's great. Um, Vader has been searching for relevance and identity, I feel like, for a long time. It needs a hook. 
It needs a hook. I mean, the Darth Vader statue I proposed years and years ago right by the freeway would be a nice attraction, um, but probably not realistic. This kind of news, though, a lot better than, uh, you know, remember when they were overrun by feral cats down there? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Uh, they tore the school down. Uh, the Maypole went missing that one year. I don't think they ever found it for May Day. If you have the Maypole, call us. Vader has... No questions asked. <laughs> Vader has been the the source of a lot of sad stories over the years, and this is a this is a nice one. This maybe Vader can bounce back by fixing up all their old houses. That'd be great. No, I like it. I like it. All right, we're going to take a break now, and we will be back with Eric Trent in just a second. All right, we are back after a brief break with a special news dump sports report from Chronicle Sports editor Eric Trent. Eric, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, and the big headline here is sports are back. How does that feel for you? It, I, it's a day I never thought was going to come, um, but it's finally here. I didn't think we'd see any sports until like fall. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's here and it felt good to actually be out there on a field and taking photos and talking to coaches and players. Uh, and you attended the, the Rochester Tonino girls soccer game, which sounds like it was like the first game of the year anywhere, right? Yeah. Yep. The Rochester coach said it was the first, um, WIAA regular season event of the year. And then I saw that the Washington officials association tweeted out the same thing. So that was pretty cool being at that. Uh, and how was that? How was the crowd and you know, how did, how did it look as far as a soccer game goes? The crowd was actually, there was less people than I was expecting because, you know, you can have up to 200 people total. And I would guess, you know, with the players and everything, there was well below 200. Um, but you could tell the players are really excited to be out there. Everyone, it was more about just being able to play than, you know, trying to win, even though Tonino did, they won four to nothing. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, it was just a cool break from everything that's been going on. Okay. Eric, I noticed uh, in the photos here, which did you take these photos or were those Nightcrawler? That was me. So they have to wear masks to play soccer. It's kind of a contact sport. I see lots of exposed noses. Does that make a whole lot of sense in your mind or are they just <laughs> going to do whatever it takes to play? Uh, yeah, they, they've, I've asked them about that. I said, is it difficult playing with a mask on? And they said, well, yeah, but if that's what we have to do to play, then we're going to do it. You know, we don't care. We'll do whatever we can to play. So I think they've gotten used to it at this point, playing in a mask, practicing in a mask. Okay. Uh, and what all? What sports are going on now? We've got girls soccer, football, volleyball, and cross country. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and how long is the what's what's this first season called, and how long is it going to last? First season is season one, which is made up of traditional fall sports. It's going to last seven weeks, um, starting pretty much starting. Most of them, most teams are going to be starting this week coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, football is going to start next, you know, this coming Saturday. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, ready to be back covering sports again. It's been so long. I almost forgot how to do it <laughs> and there's not going to be a state champion in any sport this year is that right no no the, the each sport is going to try to have like a regional championship with teams within their in within the region so we're in the west region with you know lewis county grace harbor pacific and thurston so i think they're gonna if they can they're gonna have like a which is basically a district playoff to to see who wins all right 
Um, and, uh, you know, what impact do you see the six month late start to fall sports having, um, do you think it helps some teams hurt some teams or is everybody pretty much in the same boat? Oh, you mean for teams just in our region or across, you know, statewide, uh, just, just in our region, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, you, what do you mean? Like in the long run or for this season, it's going to help them. Uh, just, just for this season. Um, I guess, uh, do, do you think there's, do you think like, uh, I don't know how to put this. It a, seems uh, like it's like a real even playing field to me. Everybody's had to be waiting. Maybe you have an edge if you've been, you know, say getting together with 15 of your best friends um, <laughs> and no coaches around and playing. But we don't really know who's been doing that aside from, you know, the the infamous uh, uh, jamboree we had. Um, but, uh, yeah, is, is that what you're driving at? Yeah, I guess so. I think it's for the most part a pretty even playing field. I know some teams have practiced more than others because, um, like say Rochester, the the teams in Thurston County, there was a period where they were unable to practice. Um, in in Lewis County, teams were able to just because of mm-hmm. the county rules. So, um, you know, I think the the South Lewis County teams maybe are just a tad bit behind the Lewis County teams, but I don't think it's too big of a difference. Okay. Um, and as far as football goes, this is kind of the big one, the moneymaker for everybody. Uh, who's good? What have you heard? Who are, who are the kind of the favorites in this new regional uh, competitive field we've got? Yeah, tr- you know, traditional fall sports. I came after that last season, so I didn't get to see mm-hmm. any. I haven't seen any of these teams play since I've been here, but I've talked to most of the coaches, you know, getting the football tab ready. Um, in the 2B, it's looking like Napa Vine, um, for, for Lewis County teams at least, Napa Vine and Onalaska are probably going to be the top two again with maybe Napa Vine being the top team. Yeah. Uh, they just have so much, you know, back. Onalaska loses a lot, but they also have almost their entire offensive and defensive lines back yeah. minus Alex Frazier. Um, so I think Onalaska is still going to be good, but I'm, I'm, if I had to bet, I would say Napa Vine would be the top team. Adna's kind of up there too. Um, the two way, it's you know, it's going to be WF West again. I could see Rochester making a big leap from last year. They have a new coach, AJ Easley. I've been to a couple of their practices. Um, they look like the culture has changed from what it used to be. The kids seem like they're buying into to AJ, AJ's program. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about what I know. Monster Rock dropped down to 1B. They could be pretty good there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Don't give away all your takes for free, Eric, because uh, <laughs> we've got a special football <laughs> special section coming up. I think that's going to be in the Chronicle on Saturday. Is that correct? Yep, Saturday. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Yeah, so make sure to pick up a uh, copy of the Chronicle. It's a uh, costs a cool buck seventy five, and you'll be helping to support local prep athletes. Uh, buck seventy five, but you get at least ten dollars <laughs> worth of knowledge out of that football. Oh, at alone. least <laughs> plus all the coupons. Uh, Come on! And one last thing: uh, this kind of ends your reign as the Chronicle's business features reporter. Um, how much are you going to miss that? And do you have a favorite business feature you've written over the last uh, year? Ooh. Um, it's funny you say that because the last few days as I've driven around town, I keep looking because, you know, I, I keep looking for businesses to write about because that's what I've been doing since March. 
I'd drive through and be like, oh, what's, you know, what's this business? But now it's hitting me. I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you know? oh, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you need to funnel those. I was going to say, too, I'm glad Aaron brought it up. Um, back in March when the pandemic hit, it was kind of weird. Eric Trent, like you said, had come here after sports season um, or fall sports anyways. And I have to say, I floated it to him. Hey, what if you just write a business feature for every edition? And he jumped on it immediately. I never had to ask again. He had one ready um, to go every single week. It's got to be well over a hundred business profiles you've written. So, um, not to be, uh, not to give you, you know, credit you don't deserve or anything like that. But you helped a lot of businesses. You got a lot of stories out there when they needed it most. And so, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you and formally relieve you of your duty. <laughs> wow! Uh, we're going to insert a twenty guns, twenty-one gun salute here. An honorable <laughs> discharge for Eric Trent. Stand down and stand by, Eric Trent. It, it was actually enjoyable because the you know when you write a business feature, they want to talk to you. They're happy to get you know some get some exposure. So. Every, you know, I don't know if I have a favorite one, but every business was just really uh, easy to work with. And there were some really fun stories to write. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't a bad gig there for, for the while that I did it. All right. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to let you go. We're going to get back to uh, our regular scheduled programming. But thanks a lot for coming on. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next few days to work on some, uh, some football tab stuff, I think. Yeah, thank you. I'll need the help. <laughs> all right yeah. thanks thanks a lot man yeah thanks for bringing me on see you guys later see ya and that was chronicle sports editor eric trent we're back to do some news dump segments the most popular part of the program uh the first one because we've polled the listeners we have we the have listener all three, <laughs> the listener gave some great feedback it's time for tales from the takes page aka the opinion section uh, our first one up is former Chronicle editor, Michael Wager, who gave a... Former president and publisher to you, sir. Excuse me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Michael gives a proposed miles-driven tax, a resounding, no thanks, lefties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael does not like the idea of charging people per mile they drive. Michael, of course, will be the first to tell you he lives on the hillside near Lake Mayfield in Mossy Rock. It's expensive driving if you're going to charge by the mile out there. <laughs> well, you know, you got to get all the way up to that hill he lives on overlooking a lake has he mentioned that <laughs> um i just like that this column came on the heels of his uh his intro column last week which was about quote no, thanks trumpies retrumplicans uh that very much angered uh our readers who are to the right on the spectrum and then this week he very much upset upset those on the left so a nice He's start for swinging. michael yeah um, no, I am happy to have Michael back in the fold writing columns. Uh, the actual headline of his column is rural areas would be excessively burdened with proposed per mile charge. He makes some good points. Um, and yeah, it is. Michael is becoming kind of like the, the firebrand of the opinion section. You love to see it. You do. You do. We used to have John McCroskey um, and a lot of people did not like his column, but I'd say majority of Chronicle readers did. Um, you, you should know, I've, I made an attempt to bring Mr. McCroskey back recently, but yeah. he's happily retired. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm hoping to change that someday. But uh, yeah, Michael, I think Michael knows his way around the newspaper and the coverage area and has a good understanding what he's doing with each of these columns. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be a, a, a popular guy. He's poking at or a very unpopular or guy. Or a very unpopular which guy. Which is just as good. Yeah, but it's a, it's a nice new viewpoint, though. Happy to have him. Uh, second column this rant Saturday. Spokane cop turned legislator says, no thanks, noobs, to proposed police training oversight measure. I don't think he said, no thanks, noobs. <laughs> Your rewriting of my headlines is <laughs> maddening. Uh, he is arguing that passing Senate Bill 5051 is the first step in losing control of our local police agencies. The bill concerns me and should concern people throughout Washington. He writes, um, I don't know, it's an odd time to write a, actually, we do not need any more police oversight. Well, I column. don't think he's saying that at all. I think he's he actually lays out in the column that uh, we do. He just doesn't think that all of it should go directly to one board that is appointed by a governor. Mm-hmm. If I read it correctly. All right. Well, it took a few paragraphs to get to what the column was about. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did intro with a Wizard of Oz fresh reference. <laughs> Timely. Which uh, I thought was funny because we also had uh, Tom Hicker, a letter writer, also wrote mm-hmm. about a Wizard of Oz reference. So they come the in tin pairs. Man, tin Man letter. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then our final tale from the takes page is Brian Mitke says, maybe instead of calling people trash online, we should judge them on if they're trash in person, which I say, <laughs> maybe we can do both. Yeah, he uh, he did a good job. And he also referenced a guest column we had from former uh, Reflector editor Jonathan Hawkus. Uh, it was very popular, but the headline for that one was, When Did Belief Become More Valuable Than Behavior? Um, and so, very meta. We've got our columnists citing other columnists and then writing columns about it. So It's the uh, yeah <laughs> the economy of takes right here on the opinions page. Yep. Um, no, it was a good column by Mitke, and he does make some great points, and he ends it with a call for uh, suggestions on places to volunteer, which was great. Yeah, just, you know, let's prepare now for a brighter, more cooperative, and less cranky future together. Yeah. Good job, Bitkey. As That'll always. do it. As <laughs> always, we salute you. <laughs> Time for our business feature roundup. First up, we have Courtyard, Salon, and Spa. Yeah, uh, he uh, Eric Trent really finished his business tour focused in on hair because we've had... Um, hip and humble hair salons strive to connect with clients. Courtyard salon and spa helps men and women feel and look better. Jay's Barbershop in Centralia perseveres after owner took second job. The hair company in Shayla's powers <laughs> through the pandemic. So, uh, as we've said before, what happens is, is he'll he'll call one of them and uh, you know do a business, and then another business of the same industry will call, and he says, of course I'll give you the same thing. (laughs) So if we hadn't called him off, you might have been writing about uh, stylists and cosmetologists for for a while. (laughs) Yeah, and Courtyard Salon and Spa is on Kresge in Centralia, owned by Annette Rivers. Uh, Looks like she's had the place since the late 90s. Um, And, uh, yeah, she's got uh, a lot of people there cutting hair and making people more beautiful. Yeah, a community of technicians, as she called them. Yeah. I thought that one was good. And the other one, we have White Tiger Acupuncture. Yeah, we actually had uh, already featured the business where she works in downtown Centralia as a as a specialist, and she asked if we could do something more focused on her. And of course, we're always happy to mm-hmm. um, to do that. So that was another story there, and about uh, 
focused on her Chinese classical medicine, which I know, and I look at the comments, make some people roll their eyes, but I also know some people who swear by it. So. Uh, I did see one comment that was like, why would you uh, do this thing that doesn't work? It's like, well, it's been around for, you know, millenniums. And her clients obviously think it works. Like, um, obviously, if they've been doing it for that long, it has to work on some level. You know, we get this, got the same type of comment when we had the story about the chiropractor a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's dark arts. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> Snake oil, get out of here. I like I like to imagine their back is just all jacked up, <laughs> twisted. <laughs> Stay away from me, witch doctor. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you need acupuncture, go see White Tiger Acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our final one, Hip and Humble Hair Salon strives to connect with clients. Uh, this is owner Lisa Lopez. has been a hairstylist for 27 years. Opened her salon 12 years ago on South Tower Avenue in Centralia. Um, and yeah, it's uh, bravo to Eric Tramp for coming up with so many headlines about hair salons. He like, is, that is really... That is not easy. He's gifted. Um, so not only just the headlines, but the bump words is what we call them. So in our subhead, there's always... We'll have some sort of statement and then another subhead. And for Hip and Humble, it was love is in the hair. That's good. Which is really, really good um, for... Nope, that one. I'm trying to find another one where he, he did something like that. Uh, well, take a spa day. That one wasn't as clever. Anyways, I should have found better ways to... Well, uh, he had one good Oh, one the hair way. company in Chehalis powers through pandemic. He has Stick to Your Roots, which uh, is yeah, pretty good. So he's, uh, he's good. I'm going to miss him on the business beat. Crawler, you have shot most of the photos for his business profiles. That's correct. Do you have a favorite that you've done? Ooh, I, I don't think I could pick a favorite either. Eric Trent was right. All these businesses were great. Um, they were very welcoming and um, they uh, they all need help. So I think you should shop local. The correct answer was Harold's Burger Bar, Crawler. Harold's <laughs> Burger Bar. Ooh, I did grab a Harold's Burger. Did you? Yeah, it was, was great. It? Oh, it was great. Alright. Uh, let's see. We're moving on to People's Champion of the Week. Oh, is it that time already? It's that time already. We didn't um, deliberate, but I, I, I agree with your selection. The Confederated Tribes of the Chehalis Reservation, because they vaccinated Oakville and Rochester teachers, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, Rep. Jim Walsh of the 19th District shared this story uh, today, actually, and he was like, even if vaccines aren't something you believe in, so he was speaking to that segment Uh, of his constituents. Do you mean his base? This is the right way to do it. Um, And they just meant, you know, the Chehalis Tribe had some left over after they had gotten their allotment. And I think it's fantastic that they they reached out to um, the Oakville School District. And I believe the Rochester uh, School District had employees there as well. Um, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head. It's in Celine Fitzgerald's story. Um, Oh, no, here it is. About 35% of Oakville students are part of the Chehalis tribe, so it really behooves them to do this as well, Um, you know, protecting the teachers that are going to be in the classroom with their kids. So I thought that was very cool. All right, are we ready for the sirens? Right, the right, one more question on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, this uh, device that takes visitor temperatures, can you tell me about that, Nightcrawler, at this event? Yeah, the- I've seen similar devices. Uh, Eric Trent took a picture of one at a volleyball game the other day. They're just like an iPad or like a phone almost that you stand up and walk up to, and there's a camera that takes your temperature. Are you nervous when you do those that even though you're feeling really well that it's going to somehow re- return you at like 99.9? Yeah, I had my heater in the car turned up a little too much and uh, <laughs> I was a little afraid. Hot box but in no. your car, you said. <laughs> 
I yeah, some people just run hot too. It's not like everybody's ninety eight point seven. I think mm-hmm. like my wife's at ninety seven like two most of the time, so oh. she might be like near death. I don't even know. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's just just saying. Uh, I wanted to. I just was curious, and those are probably going to be the new normal, even after everything. Um, I stopped in the uh, A-Lan-A, the Cowlitz Casino, about a week, week and a half ago. And that was my first run with it, where they're like, no, stop. You need to go back and stand back there until it takes your temperature. And I was like, man, this is probably going to... He's drinking a lot of coffee in the car, you know? <laughs> well, what if they get me? I, I know. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I, was, now just, is it, I now, was just curious. Now is it time for Siren's Banger of the Week? Sure. This one's fun. <laughs> Busted by Buster. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> The uh, the actual headline is Centralia police use pit maneuver taser to end vehicle pursuit. Uh, the story I believe is entirely written up off the police police logs, right? Uh, police logs and uh, I think mostly the court documents from Lewis County Superior Court. It was uh, by our newest reporter Emily Fitzgerald, not to be confused with Celine. Yes, they are not related. Um, so anyway, Centralia Police Sergeant Carl Buster uh, just happened to be hanging around the Motel 6 at 6 p.m. on a Monday night. He was receiving a briefing from the joint, <laughs> the joint <laughs> narcotics enforcement team, not just like smoking a cigarette in the parking lot of Motel 6. Anyway, so he saw someone he recognized getting into a car uh, with a loud exhaust and circling the parking lot. Uh, he thought the exhaust had been modified, so he did a traffic stop. Uh, in the parking lot he was hanging out at, and the guy indicated he didn't have a driver's license and sped off. I, w- I wondered, there's like a gap in the information there, because it says Buster initiated a stop. Did he just like, I imagine he's just still doing circles in the parking lot and was like, I don't have a license, copper, and then slowly rolled away. <laughs> yeah, there's like, this This story is pretty entertaining. Um so Buster pursued with lights and sirens and followed him into Thurston County. Orchard was reportedly traveling at slightly above the posted speed limit and even stopped for red lights along the way. <laughs> you know, it's safe. Uh, so anyway, Buster finally used the pit maneuver, which is where you kind of bump the back of their car and drive them off the road. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, stopped the guy's car, and uh, because of his contra- confrontational demeanor, Sergeant Buster deployed his taser and was able to place Orchard under arrest. Uh, anyway, in the car, they found a backpack of syringes, several of which had a black liquid, which was believed to be heroin, uh, along with men's clothing and a plastic bag of methamphetamine. But, uh, yeah, good story. It was, it was fun. It was there a was read. a woman in the car, too, so he's getting a charge for that as well, that he wouldn't let out unlawful imprisonment. It's a Class C felony, punishable by up to five years in prison. Um, fun note, uh... Emily, the reporter, got a photo in court of the gentleman, uh, Mr. Alexander. There's a Z in there. You can choose where it's at. T. Uh-huh. Orchard. Um, and I was about to use it online when I noticed that we have like a whole gallery of this guy <laughs> from like previous encounters uh, with the law. So, uh, anyways, I thought that was an interesting note. But yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good sirens banger of the week. And Carl Buster, I'm I'm a fan of his since my crime reporting days. Mm. Um, so it's nice to see he's still out there serving and protecting. Um, yeah, that was that was a good and story. hanging out at Motel yeah. Six. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we have a new segment. I don't think this is going to be a regular one, but we're calling it one last salute. Uh, this goes out to Jim Bob Bassett, a true wild king who died at almost 85 years of age. 
His obituary was long and colorful. Uh, it featured the words "dig him up," which I thought was great. It sounds like the guy had a great sense of humor. Yeah, I'm gonna gotta read that part. There will be a private ceremony for the family due to COVID-19. There will be no big gathering celebration of life service until restriction or lifted. We'll dig him up for that. Wait, never mind. I'm being told he stays put once buried. <laughs> we still have the service, but no viewing this summer. Apparently, that's probably a good idea. Uh, a few other highlights. <laughs> this obituary was an implication heavy line about forgetting the memories of having three fun daughters overseas which uh, sounds racy but you remember this was back in the 1950s um there was a line about him uh having favorite waitresses at all the local establishments and the next line was he couldn't figure out how he wound up with heart disease but he was pretty (laughs) sure it wasn't diet related uh and it ended with a note from i assume his three daughters we hope dad's obituary brought you as many smiles reading it as he brought us smiles knowing him Life is short, love deep, and laugh hard. Great work. Phenomenal stuff. It was. I, a round of applause for whoever wrote that, and also just the family in general for seeing this as being representative of him. Um, yeah. I mean, even the opening line, James Robert Bassett, 85, passed away during the big horse chase on Gunsmoke. It might have been the Virginian. Frankly, after years, they all look the same to this family. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really, really well done. Yeah, that was cool. It took off on on social media as well, so Good. it was it was shared. Uh, I know it was the the most viewed um, story online that day. So, all right, is it time? Uh, oh gosh, see, I went ahead in your notes and looked at some of them in uh, Facebook comments of the week. That is, and it reminded me why I don't read comments very much because <laughs> these are these are rough. So go ahead. Uh, let's see on the Toledo airport situation, uh, stampers hiding behind crumbs from, Oh, this is Facebook comments of the week. Yeah. Stampers hiding behind crumbs for improvements. Why it's fine now for anyone not familiar. The likelihood is high. Toledo would be chosen as long as it stays on the list. Considering population and available land, Toledo would be the least expensive and invasive. Gig Harbor is too small. Congestion around Arlington is the same add to those from Payne and SeaTac. The last is Bremerton, Bremerton, Bainbridge Island, Port Townsend, bedroom communities, Da, da 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 Growth is to be expected, but at what expense? And then I still suggest the best location in the area is PL. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Just, just chuck PL under the bus. Just passing the buck to our friends in West Lewis County. Um, uh, this yeah, comment going there. Uh, on Michael's no miles driven tax column. The comment is just call it what it really is, a rape. Oh, come on. Wow. Boo. I feel like that comment Boo. should have been censored. Well, you should have censored it. Uh, on the story regarding <laughs> Jamie Herrera Butler, shut up, Jamie. You're a backslider and you're not getting in again unless you cheat like your socialist partners. You switch hitting backsliding jive turkey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, jive that's turkey awful. though jive turkey that's wow. uh, taking it over the line Those in my opinion words. <laughs> jive turkey ouch uh, let's see on a story on John Braun versus Jay Inslee the fence fracas uh, the Chronicle needs to stop being Braun's megaphone if MAGA had to attack the US Capitol and continue to threaten official buildings there wouldn't be fences listen to the FBI governor not Braun's bullying through the Chronicle hey we're not bullies wow I can't <laughs> believe you would bully the governor I mean the funny the thing about, about that is is he sent out the press release and uh, Claudia actually picked it up she didn't put her byline on it um, just because it wasn't a very big story but we reached out to the governor we got a comment from the state patrol and from the governor's office so mm-hmm. if we're being a bully we're not very good at it we could have just stuck with what braun said yeah you could have doubled down yeah anyways uh there was also a comment on that story about everything happening inside the capitol building boils down to taxation without representation 
Um, I don't. I don't think that's what that means. I don't know. I know there's a lot of frustration on lawmakers not uh, being able to be in the actual building. It's like 15, I think, total that are in there. Um, um, and I, so, you know. Yeah. All right. It's a uh, taxation with uh, altered and confusing representation. How's that? Yeah, there's a lot of confusing representatives out there. Um, <laughs> How dare you? And talk the, about Peter Abarno like that. <laughs> on the steam train needing repairs. Okay, if you revise the engine to electric hydraulic, it is no longer authentic. Will tourists and locals still pay to ride a fake? I will not. And then when it folds, those who promoted electric hydraulic will just move on to destroy something else. So I have to ask, are you guys also trained truthers? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. So this guy must have been responding to other commenters saying, why don't you just make it electric or hydraulic? I'm I guessing. think so. Okay. Um, but I just like the, the picture of somebody getting on the steam train and seeing a battery and being like, honey, honey, get the kids. We're leaving. <laughs> I would like a refund. <laughs> Give me back. I want to choke on the steam. <laughs> Give me my $5 back. <laughs> I think people would. Though. I mean, I think train people, people who are... Uh, into trains, I don't think that they would fork over their money for an inauthentic um, quote-unquote steam train ride. So. Can you see some like third grader on a field trip looking at it and being like, <laughs> I'll wait on the bus. Oh yeah, definitely. My kids would not be happy. Uh, yeah, and I think that wraps up Facebook comments of the week. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I wrote down happy birthday, Crawler, here. We kind of covered that in the intro, but uh, what are you doing for your birthday, Crawler? I'm watching the Super Bowl today. You already so. watched the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, over. I watched it already. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a great game. <laughs> so, Crawler turned 21. I just want to highlight this again at this time last year. So, his time to, you know, finally get into drinking in bars and hanging out with his buddies at 21 and over <laughs> places. You never really got that. No, not not with all the things, but uh, it'll catch up, I'm sure. Well, you'll be an old man before you know it. Look at Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But we, we love you, Crawler, and uh, the, your, your guest appearance today is our gift to you, um, the time away from your family. So. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. I'm sure they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot for coming in, Crawler. Uh, one last thing, the Friends of Hope Alliance is holding a garage sale Friday and Saturday at Dirty Thumb Nursery in Adna. Runs from 9 to 5 Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 3. That's next weekend. Check that out. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I know Chad and Coralie have been taking things out there, and it looks like, uh, yeah, you can get some, get some. Don't buy new things. Stop buying new things. New houses, new furniture, new clothes. Just, yeah, just buy some old stuff, man. Look yeah, at Crawler, he's wearing a hat from a year ago. That Super Bowl champions hat. <laughs> yeah, now and it's open nine a.m. to five p.m. on Friday, nine a.m. to five p.m. Saturday, and then ten a.m. to three p.m. on Sunday. Sunday, 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 <laughs> and that's at fifteen eighty State Route Six, uh, Chehalis. What does uh, the Hope Alliance? Uh, they provide uh, support for women who have faced abuse or assault. Mm-hmm. Um, very worthwhile. Emily Fitzgerald, our reporter, had a story on it recently. Um, formerly, um, uh, what was there? It's a new, newly branded nonprofit, I guess I should say. So yeah, good. I'm glad you put that on there, Aaron. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just looking out for people to. Support good causes and also buy used things. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you switch-hitting, backsliding jive turkeys. Uh, <laughs> we're going to log off now, and uh, we'll see you next week. No, I'm not going back, and I'll let August end.
Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. All right. Are you ready? Schwartz, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you don't look like you're engaged. Yep. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is here too. Can you hear Nightcrawler? Hello. Hello. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Then uh, the podcast part of <laughs> Chad just walks back. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we will start the uh, the interrogation here. <clears throat>